as our practice unfolds, we start to discover various aspects of our own history, of our own mind state patterns. And one of those is that mindfulness is so powerful. It does indeed bring a kind of discernment that we call wisdom. And yet, we also discover that wisdom without heart qualities remains a mental experience accurate enough but lacking juice, lacking wetness, lacking a kind of flow, a kind of relatedness, a kind of intimacy to our own experience. And as we start to see this through the time of a, a particular retreat practice, or in many instances, it's over the years of practice in many retreats, we start to see this and we realize how important it is that we also practice the Brahma Viharas, the loving kindness, the compassion, the sympathetic joy, and the equanimity. Larry mentioned on the first night that the Dharma flies on the basis of the wisdom and the compassion, the compassion standing for all the Brahma Viharas. It takes two wings for the Dharma to take flight. And so we open to the various Brahma Viharas, in particular metta, metta because it's unconditioned. Compassion comes in response to suffering. So it's triggered by, it's a response. The Buddha called it the heart's quiver. Likewise, sympathetic joy comes about because of a response to someone's happiness. Whereas metta and equanimity are evergreen, ongoing, not conditioned by anything, but just a natural outflowing the liberated heart has these qualities. It's innate to us. But there are various blockages that can prevent this metta from flowing or from equanimity naturally occurring. And so this getting the two wings of the Dharma to be in balance can become a little bit of a struggle at times. And as we discover further what can block us from metta, what can even block us from having our own equanimity, is that we cannot forgive. There is something that's occurred that we can't forgive. In one sense, it can be understood that this non-forgiving is a demand that things be other than they have been, other than they are now. That we find it so unacceptable, something that's happened, that we can't 
let loose of it in a certain way. And in our not letting loose of it, we harden our hearts, we close our hearts, we separate. We separate, we isolate. And as we see with our discernment of mindfulness that this is occurring, we see the lack of balance in this and the lack of true wisdom. It makes no sense to separate from our own hearts. If it's something someone else has done, why are we separate from our hearts over the behavior of another? If it's something we have done, who are we now to hold ourselves in such a way, this past iteration of ourselves in such a way that we won't let it find its own peace. In each instance, it's the you that's here now, this arising and passing you, this arising and passing me that is separated, lacking intimate relationship to ourselves and another through that. And so we come to this practice of forgiveness, of letting loose, of surrendering to what is, not in an aversion way, not in a wanting way, but in this profound sense of not wishing to be separated from ourselves, not wishing to be separated from another, nor from life. So it is not a result of judging and comparing, and it is not an effort to fix, but rather a natural movement towards wholeness, a choice of wholeness. Sitting here now, each of us has our own experience that's maybe coming to mind or being held off to not come to mind in relation to forgiveness in our own lives. So we are inviting this whole area to open up for mindfulness and for Brahma Viharas this whole area of separation, of isolation, of non-accepting, closing off. Forgiveness does not mean forsaking justice. It does not mean not holding accountable. It does not mean pretending that something never happened. It does not mean that we act foolishly and putting ourselves in an unsafe position again. Nor does it mean that we interfere with what is sometimes a long process of grief, of regret, of bearing the responsibility for what has occurred or for a long time period of healing 
from what has occurred. Forgiveness is not that, but in the meantime, not being separate from our own hearts. That's it. That's the point of action. Right there. Choosing to be whole in the heart, even amidst the holes that are in the heart. So the wounds, self-inflicted or inflicted by others, become part of something larger. Said another way, our innocence moves from a naive innocence to an experienced innocence. This is a much more empowered innocence because it can be, this kind of innocence can be with what is. Oftentimes students will say, I just can't forgive that person or that group or myself or whatever it is. And indeed, right now that might be true for you. So as a wise woman named Helen Luke uh, used to point out when she was alive, you don't have to forgive. It's enough that you wish to forgive, that you have this intention to forgive. It is the cultivation of the intention that we're doing. We're not cultivating result in any of the Brahma-Vihara work, but rather intention. And through intention, under the right circumstances, flowers bloom, change occurs. Moreover, she would say, even if you wish that you had the intention to forgive, that would be enough. That aspiration can include a lot of very difficult circumstances. And finally she would say, even if you wished that you wished that you had the intention, <laughs> this is enough. This is the inclining of the heart, the, the kind of alchemical effect of inclining the heart. As we do these phrases, the phrases are to get us in touch with this inclination in this way. There's three phrases. One may particularly resonate for you. <laughs> If so, you can choose to stay with it or come back to it at the end. Or maybe two phrases or three phrases. For sure, you can count on that each of the phrases resonates with someone in this room. And you're holding this possibility, you're holding it for yourself and for others in this room and in the same way, each phrase relates to someone or more than one person in your life. And in saying these phrases, you're holding that possibility for them.
Emotions are welcome. Tears are okay. Anger is okay. Longing is okay. When we're inclining the heart, all emotions are welcome. I will say a phrase, pause for a moment for you to say it once, and then I'll repeat it just for the learning purposes. And then there'll be a longer period of silence till the next phrase comes. As these phrases occur, they are referring to both commission, things done, and omission, things not done. In my own life, I have found that the omission has weighed as heavily or more heavily at times than any commission. Resting back in the awareness of the body as we began. Inviting tenderness around the heart space. Softening the lips a little. For any harm I may have caused another, knowingly or unknowingly, through my thoughts, words, and actions. I ask their forgiveness. For any harm I may have caused another, knowingly or unknowingly, through my thoughts, words, and actions, I ask their forgiveness. For any harm others may have caused me, knowingly or unknowingly, through their thoughts, words, and actions. I forgive them as best I am able.
for any harm others may have caused me, knowingly or unknowingly, through their thoughts, words, and actions. I forgive them as best I am able. for any harm I may have caused myself, knowingly or unknowingly, through my thoughts, words, and actions. I forgive myself as best I am able. for any harm I may have caused myself, knowingly or unknowingly, through my thoughts, words, and actions. I forgive myself as best I am able. In the remaining moments, you can go through each of the phrases again or stay with one phrase that has been poignant for you. Or if it's appropriate, open to the metta itself now in whatever way that spontaneously arises 
towards a person, towards yourself. Metta for everyone in the room. Whatever spontaneously opens for you. And again, this reminder to stay embodied in our forgiveness, embodied in our metta. Three quick points to uh, leave you with for your reflection. 
sometimes the the heart is being closed because we won't forgive ourselves or forgive another for such a small thing and we don't notice it we don't notice that it that what's needed is forgiveness in part that's because there can be a kind of anger around that area and so we we come into the anger and we don't notice this the need of angry at ourselves or angry at another or both and so we don't we just don't know it's it is what in Buddhism we'd call ignorance we just don't know and likewise sometimes we are so afraid to go to that area that's that's the charged area that we think we're going to be overwhelmed and so we don't we lack the faith we don't trust ourselves enough to go towards forgiveness but i would suggest to you particularly in the safety of this retreat and i realize that that for various people the degree of safety can vary a lot in a retreat but nonetheless this is a safe environment in an overall sense that this may be the place for you to go into that area because we're all here supporting one another and then the third thing is that forgiveness uh, this this anything from the hearts closed down it can be it can be closing down the beauty of this day some part of you isn't able to participate in the beauty of this day because of this this anger this finding yourself unacceptable or finding the life that something that has happened to you been done to you is unacceptable and therefore we're denying ourselves the very life the very nourishment that is available to us and so this kind of not knowing mind in relation to forgiveness I choose to be available for forgiveness as best I am able. And that's the last thing I would say to you. Uh, I was not taught that as best I am able, but what I have found for you know thousands of yogis now <laughs> is that as best I am able is a very important part because it makes it authentic. Otherwise, it's like I'm trying to do forgiveness. And we're not trying to do forgiveness. We're doing forgiveness as best we're able. And, I, and notice that I use the word may have caused. So often we are tormented over something that we have interpreted as what actually happened. It may or may not have happened the way we understand it. You may have caused harm, but you may not have caused harm. But in your mind, your interpretation is it did cause harm. And so this may allows a kind of spaciousness around this where we're putting down what we can put down. We're not having to say, well, what really happened? But this, the, 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 the wisdom and the meta of our passion, the compassion, is not based on who shot John. It's based on this opening, freeing ourselves, seeing more clearly. It's not this assigning blame or being all narrow. It's open. It's spacious. For some of you, you might want to stay here for a few minutes and come down just a little late to the tea time. I'm not asking you to miss tea time at all, but if you need a few minutes, take a few minutes or uh, set off by yourself. Do what you need to 
attend to yourself around this. Thank you so much for your full participation. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.